0: Alright, let's go to Mark chapter nine. Let's start reading in verse seventeen. Mark chapter nine. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he hath ta- he taketh him, he leave he he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answereth him, and saith, O faithless generation, How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground, and wallowed foaming and he asked his father how long is it ago since this came unto him a lot of people have trouble they don't understand about jesus now why would jesus ask this you think jesus don't know yes and uh, it is he had to act like a normal human being i mean he couldn't just skip over a lot of stuff he knew that everybody else didn't know you know, he wanted it said, how long ago has this been? And he said of a child, it's been a long time. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. It helps if you read it slow and think about it. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried, and rent him sore, and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, "Why could not we cast him out?" And he said unto them, "This kind can can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting." Well, well, what a story! Always been pretty fascinated with this with this account here. You can read in the other Gospels and it tells you a little more information, but this in Mark's the most thorough account of the whole deal. Jesus just came down off of the mountain. Reminds you kind of another another situation long before this, when Moses was gone and up on the mountain. And Moses came back to the camp and had a big mess to deal with as soon as he got there. There's a little, there's a few little things here that is interesting. The people were, they were, uh, well, let me back up here and look at my Bible here. I didn't, and, and when he came to his disciples, <coughs> he saw a great multitude about them. I'm reading in verse 14, and the scribes questioning with them, and straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed. Well, why, why? well they were amazed at Moses when he came down because his face shone you know he had to cover his face for the glory they'd been up on the Mount of Transfiguration see and then just come down Jesus was refreshed Peter and James and John were with him up there they weren't involved in this deal going on here but I mean there was a lot of things the scribes were there they were questioning the disciples and when Jesus came he saw them And he said, "What are you questioning them about?" You know, his disciples were glad he was there. The scribes not, not so much, because they couldn't deal with Jesus. I mean, we've been reading in the Gospels. We've been reading in Mark, and now we didn't read this far yet. But but I'm telling you, I like to read about Jesus and how he handled every situation. This man was not the first or the only person to have a child like this. And it's different when it's your child. You can be hard and and uncaring and critical of other people if they have a child like this, but it's different when it's your child. He was like many who don't realize that there are serious problems until it's too late. I'm talking about the child's father. He he said of a child. It had been a long time. This was one of those... That song just said, When the trial is long. Well, this trial was long. <laughs> People who have a child that's afflicted in any way, they find that is so true. I think Kenny and Wanda, I see them every once in a while. and You know, their trial's been long. Wanda's had a hard... Trial. and so most folks don't realize anything is going on until the fully matured fruit appears mm-hmm. you know children grow up when they're born it doesn't matter how they're afflicted they're just a little baby but if they survive and they grow why the whole situation changes as they get older and bigger this boy's devil-possessed uh, afflicted, I mean had a deaf dumb spirit, ever how you want to want to define it or describe it. the wonderful thing that while men may give no hope in a case like this, Jesus doesn't leave us in such a case. He never leaves you hopeless.
1: Yeah,
0: right. <coughs> the disciples were asked for help. And couldn't give any. They said it was hopeless. And probably, you know, if they were like the disciples of Jesus today, they probably blamed the Father and picked Him apart. And He was only reaping what He sowed. And, you know, He hadn't done this, hadn't done that. Well, that's no help to anybody. I don't care who it's coming from, who it's going to. That's never any help to anybody. When you've got a mess like this, hear the fathers cry. If you can do anything, help us. Help. We just need help. Right. We don't need criticism and we don't need you to define what caused all this. We just need help right now. Have mercy on us, he said to Jesus. Have mercy on us and help us. Jesus rebuked them all for their unbelief. Some people want to say, well, he was talking to the scribes. Some people say he's talking to the disciples. I think he talked to everybody. Everybody there was in on it. The scribes were mocking the disciples. That's the way I think. They, it was a, they were full of glee because the disciples couldn't do anything about this. Proved that they were just a bunch of nobodies following a nobody. Nobody. You know, that's all they could do is criticize Jesus, said he had a devil. We read that this morning. He's done it. He is of Beelzebub. Jesus said, you're in danger of eternal damnation. That's what he said at the end of it. Because they had said that. He rebuked them all for their unbelief. (laughs) How long shall I be with you, O faithless generation? Oh, faithless generation. Sounds like he's talking to everybody to me. Yes, all of you people here. He saw the people come running. You know, he was there. Now let's see what happens. Well, you're going to see something happens happen when Jesus really gets there. I mean, that is the answer, and that's all we got to give, and that's the only way we can help anybody is to point them to Him. The disciples couldn't do nothing. And the disciples of Christ still can't do anything unless they get Jesus on the scene. Unless they get these people to Jesus. He is the only one that can do anything about it. Kenneth Copeland can't. And neither can all of the rest of them jokers who say they can. That's right. The boy was always different. How long has it been since this came unto him? Well, the father said of a child. He's always been like this. I don't remember when he wasn't like this. There's a lot of things that are developed in a child by circumstances and by things that happen (coughs) and by people that he's around But those things are not all that factor in to a situation like this. This ain't because of some friend. This ain't because of his dad or his mother. This ain't because of something that happened to him when he was a child. You can't pin something like this anywhere. And you are a absolute fool if you try to do it that way. Who in the world does everybody think they are to be able to discern and decipher and, and take apart everybody in the world and figure out what's wrong with them and tell them so? There's a lot of things that are developed in a child by different things. We're born with a certain kind of personality. Now, we've had a lot of kids, got a lot of grandkids. I've watched people all my life and I know this is a fact. Now, you're just born... Different from each other. All of us are. Everybody, you can see the personality and some individual traits in a child way before they're a year old. Oh, yes, sir. You can already see it. Even when they're a tiny infant, you can already just sense their per- something about their personality. And they're different. Amen. Yeah. You had any kids, you know that's the truth. So we're born different that way. We're born with a personality, and it's but that personality is molded by experiences and influences on our life, and especially in the first few years of our life. Boy, that's where the influence is really molds that personality. We may be born with flaws in our mental and emotional faculties as well as our physical body. Now we know that you can be born with a birth defect in your body. You can have, I mean we all know people that's got a short leg and a long leg, a little foot and a big foot or something wrong that you were born with physically. Well let me just tell you something. You can be born with defects in your mental capacity too. You can be born with things that are just wrong. Something is disconnected. Something's wired up wrong. Somehow, something is wrong. And you can also see that from a very early age. You can see it in their thinking, in their reasoning. You can see that something is off the bubble here. Some people's minds just don't work in a normal fashion. And that's an obvious fact. Everybody don't think alike. And everybody don't think right. Some people just think wacko. That's right. And they're they're born with something wrong in there. And then the world, after they live in the world, wow man, it gets really bad. You got something wrong where you can't think right, you're always going to be taking the wrong fork in the road. And you're just going to get more lost and more confused and more full of of nonsense. Some of this can be attributed to experiences and influences as well. But it can also be caused by a defect that we're born with that we don't think right. These flaws or defects will be a major factor in our development. Now, I, wish, I wish I could have understood more when we were young and when when our children were young. When we were young and having children, I wish I could have understood better some of the things here that I didn't understand at all then. At all! <clears throat> Their logic seems to be dis- distorted ever since they were little. Ever since they started talking, you could tell something was, something in here is flipping the wrong way because they think funny You all with me?
1: Yeah.
0: I've seen it. I mean, I've known it. We've had it in our family. It is possible to help somebody deal with these problems and cope with them so they can live a normal life and turn out right. What do you think about this boy here that this man has brought to Jesus? What do you think happened when he was born, when he was little, when he was growing up? I mean, what kind of experience where he told us this is the way it's been since he was of a child? We do need we do need to work, we do, at taking notice of these things, and when the children are little, and not be so busy or so at ease about the matter that we let it go without dealing with it. Yeah. Uh. Yes
1: Important.
0: But the trouble is, you have children when you're young, mm-hmm. and you just don't understand yet right. about life. We were talking about it yesterday, how that when you raise your children, you're really still just children yourself. That's right. We, what the subject was we were talking about was being grandparents. I said to her, I said, how why is it that you know what you feel for your grandchildren is so more intense than what you felt for your own children? You don't understand that until you get there. Yeah. And, part, and I said the reason is, is because when we're young, we're, we're still, I mean, we ain't thinking about nothing except just living. We're young. We're just like them. We are kids too. And so we're not thinking about what this child's going to face in life or how they're going to turn out. Everything's going to be okay. It's just going to be okay. But then you get to, in this man's shoes, what years down the road, and it ain't Okay. It, didn't, it wasn't a stage he went through. It wasn't a disorder that he had. It wasn't some kind of food that he had an allergy to. I mean, it was serious bad problems that were deep-rooted in this child. And it was not all right when he got big. And he couldn't deal with it anymore. Got to have help. Something's got to be done. A little child will lay on the floor and throw a fit and kick and scream. When they're 25 years old, they they do bigger things than that. Or when they're 15 years old, they do bigger things than that. You can grab that little two-year-old up and you can make a believer out of him real quick. You're not going to do that when they get 15 years old. No. Most of the time, people ignore these things. And they call them stages or... or they credit their abnormal behavior to some disorder. There's a thousand stupid disorders now. Everything's a disorder. And I don't believe it. It was not that way through all the history of this earth and how come in this the worst generation that's ever lived on this earth they've got it all figured out why they behave this way baloney the devils are on the rampage <clears throat> I almost preached tonight on America's where we become that habitation of devils mm-hmm. buddy we have they're everywhere yeah. Yeah. the problems this man had with his son are common ones I mean it's not any you need to I hope <clears throat> that I can teach you at least this to read the Bible and understand it and apply it to here and now. Read the Bible and understand that these were people just like people who live now. And it was not any different when it comes to people and their behavior and their thinking and understanding and all of that. What what was wrong with this boy? We see it all the time. It's all around us. Don't read the Bible like it's some antiquated... Uh, book of myths that just talks about things that don't ever happen anymore. I mean, that was just back when they were superstitious and they just believed all that stuff. We know better now. We know about all the disorders and the chemical imbalances and and the psychiatry and all of this. Those poor ignorant people back then just didn't know like we know. Don't read your Bible and think like that. (laughs) This man was just like a lot of people we know his experience is like some of our experience yes, <clears throat> these disciples of Jesus were just like the people of God are right now they're so far from him they don't even know he's all he's got to do is if Jesus wasn't there they were just totally impotent to do anything right. for anybody about anything <clears throat> A few chapters before this, he'd given him power over to cast out devils and all that, sent him forth. And the problems this man had were common. <clears throat> he, this boy had a dumb spirit. <laughs> I see it everywhere. You try to talk to these young people. They can't even hold a conversation. If they will respond at all, they can't even hold a conversation with you. Most of them will not even look you in the eye. Most of them will not even respond. If they do respond, it's just glancing at you and back to their phone or whatever they're fiddling with. You know what's wrong with them? They've got a dumb spirit. Yes, sir. They appear to live in another world, separate from everybody else, and especially people that are older than them. What's wrong with this boy this guy's got here? This man has. He's got a dumb spirit. He won't talk. It ain't that he can't, he won't. They've refused to find their place in life and in the world and in the family, and so they're insecure. That's what's really wrong. They're fearful. They don't know who they are. they don't know what they're going to do. they're insecure about everything, and so their answer is just hold up. <laughs> don't talk to nobody. don't let anybody talk to you because they'll just fill you with fear and doubts and <clears throat> increase your insecurity mm-hmm. right. and it's especially older people now if you get another gamer or something that you're that's boy then they'll come alive there. They refused to find their place in life. He was not only dumb, but he was deaf as well. Jesus said in verse 25, Thou dumb and deaf spirit I charge thee come out of him, and enter no more into him. He wouldn't listen. It it was not because his ears didn't work. He wasn't deaf that way. Was he? No. He heard this. But... He just wouldn't listen. He would not listen. So talking to him was you know, he just didn't want to hear what everybody anyone else had to say. You know anybody like that? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear what anybody's got to say. I'm not interested. You can't tell me nothing. I know it all. Yeah. Let me tell you. <clears throat> How about you listen to me? No, he's d- dumb too. He can't even talk. Won't talk. And won't listen. Talking to him is like talking to a stump. He just wouldn't listen to anybody. You ever just want to slap somebody? I mean, they sit there and ignore you. Act like you're not even there. Mm. When people do that, it's real, it it incites anger, don't it? You go in a restaurant? We went in a restaurant here a while back. It's been a while back, but. Sit there for like 30 minutes. And they're just doing everything. Ain't nobody there but us. And they, they're just doing everything. Just totally ignore us. <clears throat> we went in a place one time years ago and they did that and I didn't sit there for 30 minutes. I sat there about 15 minutes and they just ignored us and we got to laugh. Yeah, It's not real. It's not a way to make friends and influence people. It's not a way to make... People like you have favor with people. Ignoring what they say when they're talking to you. Reason didn't affect him at all. <clears throat> what do you reckon the disciples had done? Since they couldn't help him. What do you reckon they had been doing? Reason. Reckon they had been saying, Come out of him, you devil. Come out of him, you devil. I don't think they'd even tried that. <clears throat> My opinion, I think they, were, they did just like everybody else does. They tried to reason with him. Yeah. Tried to give him some verses. Tried to psych- psychoanalyze him. Figure out what the problem is here. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't do any good. You can't talk people out of this. You can't talk people out of trouble. There's a lot of people in this world. I get ahead of myself, but I'm telling you, that's what everybody does. They run to somebody looking for Help. They go from preacher to preacher, <laughs> from church to church. Mm-hmm. And here with this internet and everything the way it is now and everybody connecting, you can get everything everywhere. Now they're just scanning the country, just going from one to the next, one to the next, trying to find somebody that's going to tell me something that will fix my problems. <clears throat> and there's only one answer to your problems. Yes. I don't care what kind of problems you've got. I don't care what kind of problems you got. If you don't get real about having Jesus that walking with Him, you ain't going to have no answers. And you ain't going to have no peace. Mm -hmm. You can't have a a set of doctrines. You can't have a creed. You can't have some hobby horse you ride, religious hobby horse, and and find peace. The devil's going to eat you alive. You're going to have to have Him. And there's no other answer. No amount of preaching, reasoning, pleading, or terrifying stories of what had happened to others like him ever moved him. Preachers used to preach on hell. Hell's a fireplace of fire, an eternal torment, and you go to hell, and a rich man in hell cried out for a drop of water and, and scare everybody. Don't yeah. scare him a bit now. They use little terms like I seen the other day. That is as cool as Yeah. Well what, what kind of a fool are you, boy? <laughs> Do you not even know what the word means? Yeah. No. <laughs> well they watch people get cut up with chainsaws and everything else. They ain't afraid of hell. Right. It's just a joke anyway. <clears throat> You ain't going to talk them out. You're not going to scare them out of it. Y'all need to get that. That ain't the answer to this kind of a problem. You're not going to tell somebody, you fool, you're going to die, you're going to kill yourself, you're going to end up, you don't know what's going to happen to you. I mean, ain't going to fix the problem. He was always fallen. That's what the Bible tells us here in these scriptures here. In the description of what was wrong with this kid, he was always fallen. Into the water or into the fire. He's either drowning or getting burned. So that just tells me that he was always in trouble. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Nothing would go right for him. Everything, every time he turned around, he's fixing to get killed. <coughs> every time he turned around, he's fixing to drown or go under. <coughs> and it was always a result of his own doings. He cast himself into the fire. The devil cast him into the fire. Well, if you was watching, you'd think he jumped in the fire. That's what you'd think. (laughs) He was always in trouble. He's always getting hurt or nearly getting killed. You know anybody like that? Everything they do is a disaster. Everything they do turns out bad. Every time they buy a house, buy a car, get married, get a girlfriend, get a job, everything is always just a wipeout. Every time. That's what this is talking about. You're looking at somebody, if you know somebody like it, you, you're looking at somebody just like this. And you're going to reason them out of it. You're going to criticize them out of it. You're going to analyze them out of it. You're going to scare them out of it. No. This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. There's no answer for us. There's no fix that we can do. Some people think, you know, that we talk about people that have gone too far. They went over the line. There, we. No, we just think that because we can't save them, because we can't reach out and rescue them. But they're gone. They're lost. Man, ain't nobody doing nothing for them. Well, there's God in heaven who can. Yes, sir. All it takes is what Jesus told the boy's father. If thou canst believe. If you can believe. Believe what? Believe in Jesus. That he can. He said, if you can do anything, please help us. Jesus said no, the can is on the wrong way. You gotta it's not me. No, I can do anything. Right? If you can believe that, then all things are possible. But if you can't believe that, well then nothing's possible. He could there do no more, no, no, not many mighty works because of their unbelief in his own country, among his own people. He said a prophet is not without honor, saving his own country and among his own people. That's where he was. And the Bible says he couldn't do many. Jesus could not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Is that we believe real hard? We just believe real hard? No, you just trust him. You know Him. You believe what He says. And you swallow it down. You don't just lip service. You believe it. That's right. People talk about the Word of God being in them. It ain't in you until you receive it. The Word is the seed. You must receive it. Means That means you've got to take her down and it's got to be in you. You've got to believe it. You gotta live according to it. Everywhere the, that this spirit led him, the Bible says, it teareth him. The spirit. Oh. <clears throat> spirit is the it's the active force, it's the vitality, it's the it's what drives you, it's what what it's what moves you. What is it that moves you? I mean, think about it. Is it God? Or is it something else? This spirit was something else. It was not the spirit of God. And it wasn't this boy's spirit. It was another spirit. Oh, he was a follower, you see. He would listen to advice, counsel. He would take it from other sources. He was led. Everywhere this spirit led him, it tore him. Again, always in trouble. That means to wreck or to break it in pieces. <laughs> Surely this is the case with a lot of young people now. Their lives are wrecked and torn to pieces by the deaf and dumb spirit that possesses them and the path that he leads them down. They won't listen, they won't talk. They won't ask questions. They don't seek knowledge from anywhere. They're dumb. You're dumb if you don't seek knowledge. You won't speak. You won't ask. You won't seek. You won't converse. And you won't listen if somebody's trying to tell you something. And so you're going to wreck. You're going to wreck your life. You're going to be broken into pieces. You will. Young people that will not listen about marriage and about having children and about raising children. They're in for a terrible calamity in their life. It is absolutely certain that they're going to crash because yes, you don't know anything and you've got to get it somewhere. <laughs> Young people are now being led by evil spirits. An evil spiritual influence in every part of their life. And that is a fact, buddy. That's a fact. Every influence in their life is some spiritually evil. Even in churches, they're being led by, especially in churches, they're being led by evil spiritual influence. That's why they're turning out like they're turning out. He foameth and gnashes with his teeth. He's never repentant. He's never, he's always blaming other people for the mess he's in, foaming at the mouth. That's what a mad dog does foaming at the mouth, Just spitting. slobbering. He won't listen, won't talk. That boy, that's what it means. He he don't he's not turning from his ways. He's not going to stop following that spirit. You see, people talk about a devil possessing you. You yield. You're submitting to him. You don't have to do that. That's right. You can't blame the devil. It's you, man. Stop it. The Bible says, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You get in the presence of Jesus and he cannot stay in the same place. Right. He's got to leave. Mm-hmm. He, so he's not going to repent. He's just going to blame others for the mess he's in. Mom, dad. Uh, the church people. Everything. things, All the hard licks he's had in life. He's oh, going to yeah. blame everybody else and blame God for it because God didn't Spare him from all this. And God didn't give him the cushy life of a child of a king or something. He never recognizes his own foolishness as the cause of his misery. He yeah. fometh and gnashes with his teeth. That's anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know any angry young people? Yeah. Yeah. All, of them. all of them. That's the mark of this generation. They're the one, this is the generation whose teeth are his knives. <laughs> Yeah, they're angry yes. about what? Who knows? No, they don't even know. They're just angry. All their music is anger and hatred and violence. Look at all these riots going on. What's that about? What's mad at them people? What do they want? What are they mad about? Nothing. You can't even. They can't even uh, articulate what what it's about. They're just there. Time to burn down buildings and shoot people and beat on people. and Same problem. They're following a spirit that's leading them. And they're doing it. That spirit don't have them in chains. They're following willingly. Yes. He the away. Well, everything, when you're in that kind of state, you're just going to get worse and worse and worse. His life gets more and more miserable and worthless to him. He pineth away. He goes through these spells with his anger and his frustration and blaming and hatred for everybody and his violence. And then, then he's just wiped out. He's just... Sounds like bipolar to me. Sounds like manic depressive to me. What does that sound like to me. But... Modern medicine has it all figured out. See? Oh, yeah. They do that because they've got a chemical imbalance in their brain. You no, know, they, they're following a demonic spirit.
1: It's right, it's right. Amen. Amen.
0: They're under its influence of their own will. Yes. And they will not stop. Just like they won't stop taking drugs and won't stop putting a bottle to their mouth. And they won't stop their whoredom. Yes. And every other sin yes. was wrong with sinners. They won't stop. They won't repent. That's right. And so the church has figured that out and said, well, you know, you don't have to repent of your sin to get saved. You can go to heaven. We're all just like you anyway. Can't help it. You're born that way. So you see what, why we're in the mess we're in? Yes, sir. Jesus came, established the church, and the church was to preach the truth. It's the pillar and ground of the truth. And the truth is, Sin is man's problem. And that's what separates him from God. And until there's a way to stop this, then there's no reconciliation to God. And there's no hope for mankind. But there is. But it involves overcoming. It involves fixing that problem in your heart that where you are a sinner. Where you follow after evil spirits and everything. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Yep. They hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. And the voice of a stranger, they'll not hear. Yep. Come out among them and be you separate. That's the kind of people that God's people really are. They quit listening to the devil's spirits.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: They listen to Christ. And they listen for his voice. They're not deaf. And they're not dumb. And they cry out for him. If, he, if they can't sense his presence, they cry out for him. They walk with Him. Yep. <laughs> Very simple. It's not complicated at all. His life gets more miserable. He pineth away. He loses his self-esteem and his reputation is marred by his own doings because he's so he acts so foolish. He does such crazy things. He acts like he's out of his mind and so people see this happening over and over and so they just distance themselves from Him. Yep. So then, his self-esteem goes. How can he think anything of himself? He said, "I'm I'm just worthless, and nobody wants me, and nobody cares for me." And so down you go. You're circling the drain. Won't you stop? Right. Amen. That's right. His influence on others for good shrivels to nothing, as no one respects him anymore. So he ain't got a word to say, no word to nobody. <laughs> You know, somebody like this who has children, they ain't going to listen to him. Or her. That's right. Uh, let me hurry here. Yeah. He feels sorry for himself and thinks he's just unlucky and mistreated. And he's uh, it's, uh, it's only low and miserable because he didn't get the breaks everybody else got. I've heard that smudge makes me, ugh, aggravates me because it's a lie. Yes, that's It's a lie from the devil and from a selfish heart of a person who won't stop following devils. That's right. I just think as lucky as you are. If I'd have got the brakes you got. Therefore he's there's so many testimonies in the world and all of history of people who were absolutely, had ever bad break in the world, worse than you ever had or thought about, and they, they made it, yes. and they come out, and they did great things, and they overcame, why can't you? Because you won't. Exactly. There's a God in heaven that'll help you. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe, and that goes for you and me right here today too. Oh, yeah. But we just won't believe we won't do like this man and say Lord I believe help my unbelief with tears we ain't got no tears we say I believe and that's, thinks that's good enough well I said the parent. I gave my profession of faith I joined the church I've been in church all my life I'm a Christian mm-hmm. uh. therefore he's bitter and hateful and he's in a continual pity party
1: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. When you at- when you seek sympathy you don't get it is a little bit of wisdom there for anybody. You ask for it, you beg for it, you play for it, you ain't going to get it. People won't give it to you. The Father cried out with tears in verse 24. The closest loved ones are broken hearted and in distress. They're looking for help in whatever form it might come. Just to deliver their loved one from the hopeless, this hopeless mess. (laughs) Hard-hearted people who sit in churches, who simply criticize, blame, Uh, you know, God have mercy on them. Jesus said there's no way for this kind to come forth except by prayer and fasting. Getting him under the right influence and in a better environment is not going to do it. That's everybody's answer. How many times have you seen people try to do that? A boy that's having trouble or anything like that or in this kind of trouble. Everything is a mess and everything he does. And you know he's going to end up getting killed. You know he's going to end up in something terrible. Well, if we could just get him in a in a different environment and get him around some good people and yeah don't work does it Mm-mm. but we won't give up on the idea and uh, thinking that it will see we got to put our hand to it and we got to look at this situation and we analyze it all out and say well now well, let's try this and let's try that and I think this would work I mean I think as a good boy all he needs is just some better friends oh, yeah, yeah maybe it's his parents that's the problem. Let's take him away from them and give him to somebody else. See, if that'll help him. I mean, I'm just making the point that people always think they know what how to do it. They know what to do. Reasoning with him, showing him the error of his way, that's not going to do it. Say <clears throat> so if you need to get up, you can Mm-hmm. Giving him responsibility and authority. My goodness, you will give responsibility and authority to somebody that's in a state like this? <laughs> what in the world? What kind of thinking is that? That'll fix him. Just give him something to do, give him some responsibility, give him something to take care of. <laughs>
1: that
0: might have helped when he was four or five years old. <coughs> But it's too late for that now. Mm -hmm. That ain't going to work. Giving him, you know, there's no means available to us or anyone else to deliver such a case as this except by prayer and fasting. We're not dealing with a physical problem here, it's a spiritual problem. Therefore, it's spiritual warfare. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So, it's not going to work. Man's (coughs) means are not going to work. If we would just go straight to God with all of the problems that we encounter of this sort, man, what would happen if we'd really truly just say, Lord, we can't do nothing. Please help us, Lord, please. When Jesus showed up on the scene here... (laughs) Boy, the whole atmosphere changed for everybody. The critics, the scribes, the disciples, everybody. The, the boy, the, his father. I mean, everything changed when Jesus showed up. <laughs> well, Jesus is going to handle it totally different than <laughs> they had been trying to do. wasn't complicated what he did, was it? We don't depend or look to the same methods and deliverance that the world does. You know what our world would do for a boy like this? Drug him. Drug him down. It's what they do with the old people. It's what they do with these kind of people. They just pump them full of drugs and zombie them.
1: Yep. 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 Right. Yeah.
0: Don't have to tie them up because you just turn them into a limp rag. Or therapy. He needs therapy, that's what he needs. Counseling. Counseling, yeah. We know some people where they could probably help him. <coughs> therapy, where you go and you just tell them all about it and just talk, and then they try to figure out who to blame it on. These things are all Weak. At the very best, they don't even, I don't even—I don't have any confidence in them. But the, it, if they did anything, they're all weak against spiritual malignity, <coughs> and they don't get the job done because they're shooting at the wrong target. They're missing the mark. We got to enter into another realm besides the one that we've always worked in to deal with such a case as this. Second <coughs> Corinthians chapter ten, verses four through six. The Bible says this, "...for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that that it exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ." I hope you're listening. Oh, You ought to take this and study it close. Having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So, <clears throat> casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You see what, what he's talking about? That's spiritual warfare. That's where your weapons are not carnal. You can't do that with carnal weapons. Your mind. If you live in imaginations, they're going to become rea- reality to you. Oh, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. That's
0: exactly right. And you're going to be entrapped and imprisoned in a totally in a total fantasy that you think is real. And nobody can talk you out of it. Some people see monsters and some people see angels. You don't ever know what people are thinking until down the roadways and then they'll vomit it right out eventually. Our spiritual weapons are mighty through God. We, gotta, we must realize that we're not the weapon. <laughs> I'm not the weapon. Yeah, that's it right there. Well, you're a preacher, ain't you? That's all I am. I ain't nothing. I am no weapon. I am not the healer. I am not the miracle worker. I don't have power to do anything except tell you about the one who can and preach the Word of God. Because if you know the truth, (laughs) the truth will make you free. If you're not free, it's because you don't know the truth. Simple as that. It's very simple. This is not complicated. Salvation, freedom, liberty, deliverance, not being possessed with devil. It's Simple. Simple. (laughs) Simple. There's just so much I'd like to say, but I got to hurry. We got to realize we're not the weapon. On on our part in this is what prayer and fasting. This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Does God need us? Well, no. God can do anything with us or without us. But there's, just this, there's, there's something there that I don't know how to explain. But we read about, I think it was this morning we read about the young men that brought the, their friend to Jesus and let him down through the roof. They broke up the roof and let him down there. I told her, I seen yesterday somebody said they told that story and they said, now don't tell me that it don't matter who you hang out with. His friends brought him to Jesus. See? And Jesus said to the man that they brought to him, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. He didn't even ask. That's one of the few, one of two places, I think, in the Bible where Jesus said your sins are forgiven when they didn't even ask. <laughs> Maybe it was one of those times where he knew their thoughts and he didn't say it. Like like a while ago, you know, he, did, he knows their thoughts. He knew those scribes' thoughts that we were talking about this morning. But... Uh, He didn't want to leave a gap in the the story there. Our spiritual weapons are mighty enough through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's a place where the devil has become firmly entrenched. You know, on D-Day, when they went to storm the beaches of France and Europe, the Germans were dug in. I mean, they had a stronghold. They were dug into those rock cliffs in holes with guns, and and there was no way to get to them without getting on the other side of them and climbing down the cliff and throwing a hand grenade in on them. You couldn't shoot them, you couldn't hit them with a gun, you couldn't as dist- and that's what they did. They had a stronghold, and it was it took, but it was a great price that was paid to overcome that stronghold. But they did it. They did it. Ain't no stronghold that can't be done away with. That's what it says here. The pulling down of strongholds. There is no case like this one that is beyond the reach of God. You need to get that thought out of your mind that people are beyond God's reach. They're beyond our reach way earlier than we think they are. A lot of times children are lost before their parents ever even have a clue. They're gone. Looking for all those outward signs and you miss it. Casting down imaginations. That is thoughts. That foolish reasoning and wacky justification for what they're doing. God can change that. We despair. When we're talking to somebody who's just, you can't reason with them. I mean, they keep coming back with stupid answers and crazy thoughts and things. And we can't, you know, we just can't deal with them. And we just despair and say, ah, oh, God can fix it. What was the matter that maniac in Mark chapter 5? What was he thinking? What kind of thoughts were in his head? What kind of imaginations was he seeing? (laughs) Well, Jesus took care of him. I mean, in just a a very few words, Jesus fixed him. He was in his right mind, clothed, and sitting at the feet of Jesus, thinking right, feeling right, looking at the world right. That's salvation. It's what the churches used to preach. It used to happen. You used to see it happen. Back when people believed God, and they preached Jesus, and they believed in the power of God, and they depended on the power of God, but now we know it all. Now we got our own plan, and we can do it. We can do things. You see what a mess it is. We can't change a mind that's warped, now to sink, but God can. God can cast all that junk down while we never can with our reasoning, with our drugs, with our therapy and our other tactics that the world uses. Casting down everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, it says. This means to destroy violently. Casting it down (laughs) means to destroy it violently. We read there this morning, they said Jesus had a... That was Beelzebub. Because he's casting out devils, Jesus said, "You don't, you don't break up a strong man's house, you know, except you first bind the strong man." Well, you know who he's talking about? Unless a stronger than he comes along and binds him, he was talking about himself. Beelzebub is no match for Jesus. (laughs) And if you, you know, the Bible talks about. Coming into the kingdom of heaven with violence. This is a violent thing. When Jesus spoke those words, that that spirit came out of Him and tore Him. It was so violent and such a, a disturbing thing that happened there that everybody said, He's dead. He killed Him. The devils don't leave peaceably. No enemy surrenders unless he is vanquished. He's not going to surrender peacefully. That means to destroy violently. Sometimes we don't have the guts for what God has to do to accomplish what Jesus did here. If you can see all the faces around this scene here. And Jesus... Said, I say unto thee, thou deaf and dumb spirit, you leave and don't you ever come back. And I mean, and there's this violent thing happens, and, and the boys just went from foaming and wallowing and gnashing and his, with his teeth and everything to just. Oh. You reckon everybody looked at Jesus and thought, You killed him. How could you be so cruel? I mean, don't you care? Look at what you've done. Wasn't there an easier... There's got to be an easier way to do it than that. No. It it takes violence. You're in warfare. Warfare is about violence. I'm just saying that a lot of times we just ain't got the guts for what it takes. We we stop short. We're going to go to war. We're going to fix this thing. But then when we see what's fixing to happen, we go, oh, no, wait a minute. Let's think of something else. Let's try something else. Maybe something else will work. Maybe we won't have to do this. We've got to be careful to keep ourselves on God's side and working with God and not against Him. That means back up and get out of the way and shut your mouth. Yes, sir. Right. And Quit putting in your ore. We've got to be careful. Now, in bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, this can come forth. This kind can come forth. You see? That kind can come forth. Come out of that prison. Be delivered. Be in their right mind. Do you ever try to exercise faith? You know, I remember Brother Parker saying something years ago, and and I thought that way too. Because... I don't know, I just believed it because of the way the Bible talks about it and everything. But exercising faith for somebody that's lost. Exercising faith. Seeing them (coughs) saved in your mind. Picturing them talking sense instead of the nonsense they do. Seeing their different countenance. Believing that 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 could happen. God could do that for them. And I believe He could do it. Yes. When you start looking at somebody like that, that's what they used to call having a burden for somebody. And believing in God for them. What are these guys that brought their friend to Jesus, what were they thinking? They were thinking they were doing that. That's exactly what they were doing. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of palsy. So it makes a difference. This kind can come forward by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Well, let's just, just talk about that just a second here and then we we'll The weapons of our warfare. that The means by which we hope to have the victory. This kind can come forward by nothing but by prayer and fast. fasting. Fasting well we can talk about that a lot but I'm not going to but I'll just say this fasting brings our own desires and opinions under control it don't just bring our flesh under control it brings our mind under control because that's our first obstacle to being in one accord with God (laughs) is our mind And the fact that we're just not under control, disciplined, denying ourselves. Sometimes it clears our minds and opens our spiritual eyes. It raises our awareness and we're better fit to pray effectually. This can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. These are the things that fasting does for you. It magnifies in our soul the importance of the battle that we're in. It clears up your vision in so many ways. It has effects on us that we can't imagine until we do it. Prayer, asking God for help instead of others. Simple. Quit looking for somebody to help. Go to God. The centurion didn't get any help until he got to Jesus. Nobody else does either. You can't get help from somebody. doesn't matter how good a Christian they are, how good a preacher they are, how knowledgeable they are of the Bible. You're not going to get the help you need for your soul from somebody. You can read their books. You can study their courses that they have and all of that. And it's not going to do it for you. So I don't know if you understand this or not, but there's, the world is full of people. That's what people do. They're, I hear from people a lot, and that's what they're doing. They're looking for somebody to give me my answers to my questions. I've been looking everywhere, and if I could just find somebody, maybe you're him. You've got to stop that. This man had asked other men. He just asked the disciples for help. Well, there was three of them with Jesus. That means there were nine of them there. Reckon he asked each one of them for help? None of them could help him. He had to go to Christ himself. Christ himself. Not his disciples. Christ himself. And his disciples, if they're really Christ's disciples, they're going to tell him to go to Jesus. They're not going to say, don't bother him, I can help you. Any preacher that's really a disciple of Christ is not going to tell somebody, you know, I believe I can help you. I've never been able to help anybody like that. I find that they resist the truth and that's their problem. You can give them scripture, you can give them the straight on answer for their problems and they just totally reject it. They're insane. They're focused on one little object. That's what an insane person does. They just they just focus on something. And and it don't matter what you say, what you they're just they're not even listening to you, they got a dumb spirit. They're not even listening. They just well you get done talking and then go right back, do it, loop it again. Yeah. Same old thing. They're trapped in a mental prison of their own making. <coughs> so prayer. How you, how does this Kind come for prayer. Go to God, not somebody. You don't pray to somebody. You pray to God. Go to Him directly. Simple. But that's profound. It's still true. And almost everybody seeks help in other people. And they look to other people for answers and explanations and some kind of trick or gimmick that will deliver them from their misery. And the answer and the deliverance will never come from any other person but from Jesus Christ. Only... Being honest with God about your faith or lack of it like this Father did. Lord, I believe. Help Thou mine unbelief. Lord, I believe with all I know, with all I can. I believe. But if, it's, if that's insufficient, please help mine unbelief. Be honest. Be honest. About your faith, your knowledge, your understanding. Quit trying to give explanations. This father didn't, you know, you don't hear him saying, we did the best we could. We give this boy every chance in the world. We've sought help from everybody. We've given him the best life we can. I've done my best to be a good father to this boy and his mama's prayed for him. And that's... You don't hear him saying all that, do you? It's down to the wire now. This is it. If they don't get help here, there is no help. You go to Jesus and don't get help, there's nothing else for you. I got news for you. Ain't nowhere else to go. You better get a hold of this truth and you better avail yourself of this only hope that there is. Be honest about your faith and like of it. Your circumstances, be honest about your circumstances. Realize how bad they are. And 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 quit making excuses. or playing down the urgency of the situation. Ah, he's always been like that. I mean, there's just another episode with. We'll, he'll do it again. We've always got by. We'll get by. We'll make it somehow. No. No, you can't. you got to be honest about that. You got to think about the fact. You got to face the fact of where this is going and where it's going to end mm-hmm. if you don't get some help yeah,
1: that's
0: right. now. That's true. <laughs> I mean, this, ain't, this is not going to just fade away. And it's not just going to get better somehow. Mm-hmm. We're headed for tragedy if we don't get some help. Mm-hmm. Got to be honest about it. Face it like it is. Be honest about your total dependence on Him. If He doesn't help you, there's nowhere else to go. Right, <laughs> Lord, to whom shall we go? That's the words of eternal life. That's what Peter said. The, the, he, the Canaanitish woman, that is her last hope. All these people that came to Jesus, the blind men, they cried out. They didn't have no other hope. <laughs> And they believed He was he could help them. And if He can't help me, I'll never be healed. I'll never see. Uh, that's so important. Alright. If you ever get to that point and cast all your care upon Him, you'll find that He cares for you. And you'll find deliverance like so, like so many have through all of these millennia the earth's been here and mankind's been living on it in this sinful world. Yep, there's been many that have found There's a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues in heaven and <laughs> that found this to be true. They were all in the bondage of sin. They were all on the same road to destruction as this poor boy. But they found Jesus. Jesus found them. I don't care how you say They got to Jesus. Somehow. That's the only answer. It's the only hope. You need to remember that. I'm telling you. You need to remember that. You need to quit seeking for help and counsel and, and wisdom and knowledge from this wicked, demon-possessed world around us. You need to realize that all the treasures of knowledge and wisdom are found in Him, Him alone. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He's to have the preeminence in all things. He's the king. He's the head of the church. He's the captain of our salvation. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's everything. You ain't going to fix anything without Him. And He's the only way. Amen. He was the only way for that poor boy, two thousand years ago, and right now he's still the only way. We're going to fix our country with an election. I doubt it. I, I've got. I'm sorry, but I doubt it. Right. We might postpone some trouble. I don't know. I don't really care about all that near as much as I care about this. Amen. <clears throat> People are in a, there's so many people that are in a desperate way. And they just won't have Jesus.
1: Right.
0: Right. But you can be free. You can be free. Amen. Father, we thank you for the Word of God. It's so, so much truth, so much truth. And yet it's so simple and it's so obvious. And a fool need not err therein. Lord, help us to stay focused and not to be moved away from the simplicity of the Gospel. Lord, it's needed more now than ever. Help us, Lord, to to not be carried away with intellectual things or fascinating things. Lord, help us, I pray, to keep our minds and our hearts and our souls in the truth and walking with Thee. Help us, I pray.